be our review for our exam for next week. But we're going to do our, um, our review a little different. So when our exam next week comes, then we can pretty much wipe out the exam tonight based on what we, what we um, say in our class. What, what you need, brother? Somebody's trying to watch somebody's son. Somebody's beeping. Yes, something. Rob, you're watching. This might be That good? Amen. <clears throat> He's waking us up. That's an alarm that let us tell us to get to get moving, get cooking. So yeah, so amen. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this amazing uh, six weeks of classes. Wow, God is your grace and your mercy. Lord, that makes these classes so new and so fresh. And Lord, we never want to get familiar, God, with what we receive from you. And Lord, that we would really take to heart the words and the thoughts that comes from you, Lord, that we might apply them in our life, God. And really, Lord, this who you've made us. And God, to be able to fellowship with a holy God this evening and the people of God, God, the word of God tonight, Lord Jesus. God, bring these things back to our remembrance whatsoever we've been taught. God, through faith in your son tonight, God, we thank you. God, bless this evening. God, we just thank you, Lord, for all these things in Christ's name. Amen. So, this is an amazing class this evening. I want to start off with just a, a really 15-minute uh, thought for us this evening. And this is class number six. If you turn in your Bibles with me with Proverbs 18, um, verse 16. And this class is called the method of evangelism. Right? It's a short, it's a short text, but it's powerful, mighty. And I believe that like this is something you can really think about like in your ministry. And then from this particular portion, we're going to go into our review for our exam for next week. Um, once again, this exam is nice because we're going to help each other really in class. The more questions we can eliminate from the 20 that I prepared will be the less that you'll have on the exam. Isn't that good? So we're actually going to participate together, and I'm going to ask a question. If somebody answers it, great. I'm just scratching it right off. It won't be on your exam. But if that question doesn't get answered by anybody in the class, then it will be on the exam. So that be it. That's it. Praise, praise the Lord, huh? Okay, so what Brian said to us is the kind of sort of group exam. But if we answer all the questions, then there's no written. There's no written. And you like, don't you love that? You can't beat that. This, this classroom should be full. I mean, it's just because you know what? I think that we're all in uh, different places, but we all can help each other in the one place. And that all gets us across, right? So there's no one island 
in our classroom where this guy's smarter and this guy's not as smart, but we're all together, one mind in Christ, then that gives us the mind of God together, right? We can uh, overcome, right, things that come up. Hey, when you're in trouble or something happens, what's the first thing you do? You call somebody. <laughs> Whether you don't have Christ or you don't, when you're in trouble, you're calling somebody. So that's what we want to think about. Like Jesus Christ, we can call on him, but we also can call on each other, right, to help each other. So praise the Lord. So Proverbs 18, um, verse 16, and it reads like this. And it's so powerful when you look at this really short verse, but it has a lot of meaning and content in it. And that's what we want to look for, the content in our verses, because this is actually what gives us the word of life for those who are uh, um, looking and seeking. And God says, I've got something planned for your life. And this is what he's got here. So it says in this verse, if everybody has Proverbs 18, raise your hands. Give me an amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. No, Proverbs 18, 16. Proverbs 18, 16. It says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Boy, that right there is just loaded right there, isn't it? So what's it, what's it mean? What does it say? What's it interpreting here to us this evening? It's, it's saying that the gift of God makes room for men, right? And then it also means a man's gift makes room for men. Isn't that good so far? Hey, boy, it's an amazing thing to have a gift from God um, that makes room for men. And um, it happened in Genesis uh, 32, 1 through 13, when Esau sent gifts ahead because Jacob was afraid. So he sent them gifts ahead, right? And uh, it, gifts makes room for great men such as you and I, that God says, you and I now have a gift to what we can do what? Share others. Bring before what? Men. Amen. Uh, there's a couple in the room tonight. Um, here, we out on the streets. There's another guy. Here's another guy back here. And we are out on the streets because our gifts makes room for people. Right? It's, it, it, it's no good when your gift doesn't go before other men who might need what? The gospel. Right? Somebody who you can share your gift with. So that makes it incredible. Sometimes uh, in the presence of people you meet or you don't know, you can say, I have a gift. Right? Isn't that a good way to start out with somebody you don't know or you, you, you haven't met them and you don't know kind of how to strike up a conversation? You can walk up to them and says, hey, I have a gift. Doesn't that perk everybody's ears up? Imagine somebody comes up to you this evening and says, I've got a gift here, it's in this box, and it's got uh, something inside that would be very valuable to you. And you're gonna start to respond 
back to the gift giver what it might be. But there's the man, there's the gift, and inside there's something very valuable that I want to give to you. Amen. That opens the conversation, doesn't it? That gives you a place to start the dialogue about the message that God's given you. And it also gives you room, right, to receive that man um, who's in your presence, right, as though he was the Lord himself. Because we don't know who we are speaking to with our gift. But we do know that it brings uh, us before great men. Also, it brings us before God. And we're unaware of who we might be talking to, even though they might be strangers, right? But we have a message. So we're always never afraid to share something exciting that we've been given. And that's a gift, right? Uh, what is that gift that we've been given? It's called eternal life. It's something that you and I have been given that God has gave us now we can express that to other people and we have access to share that gift with other people because of what Christ has done in our life. That's amazing. Like the giver keeps on giving. <laughs> hey, it never stops with you and I, but it keeps on moving out through people, you know, throughout the world because that's who we are. So, you know, um, you can say I have a message, right? In that gift, I have a message. Um, I have the gospel, which is the truth about your salvation, Ephesians 1, 3, right? That's been made for your soul. I love that. It's been made for your soul salvation that gives us security. It gives us a sure promise that what we have received as that gift, it can't be unsealed. Man, boy. God, thank you, Lord, tonight that like I'm sealed in the spirit of God because of what the gift giver has gave us. Right. And now the spirit of God comes in to a man and seals him for all eternity. What an amazing gift that is to give to somebody. The gospel, the true message. Right. And I have a ministry you know, I, where, um, Jerry, I want to serve you, right? Um, Lisa, I want to serve you. That's what the gift does, right? It serves. It keeps serving. It keeps loving. It keeps caring about people. So we also have a gift to serve people. We have a gift that wants to keep ministering to people. And that's a beautiful thing to see. So, now, this makes room for you in the city of Wilmington. Because this is where we are, right? We're in Wilmington, Delaware. We're in a city where um, God says in his house, there is room, right? Or at his table, there is room for men to come and what? Sit with them. I even about like that, right? We can sit with the Lord, right? We can sit with men um, at the table of grace and share this amazing, you know, thing that Christ has done. And that's he prepared a table for us. Right in the presence of our enemy. Yeah, right? Right before men, God brings the gift of man in to share his ministry to people uh, who we know that they need to hear your portion. 
Hey, they need to hear your ministries that you've been given, right? And these are some of the methods that you are using, right, when you're out on your daily life where you're not consumed of using your gift to get what you want and just to get what you need, but your gift is to be used for other people to be served them and get them what they need and what they want, right? That's the gift of God. And then God says, I'll supply your needs. I'll take care of you. And um, other men will see your good works and then they'll begin to want to what? They'll begin to want to help you. They'll begin to want to serve you. They'll begin to want to give to you because they see what your gifts is doing and the manifestations behind it that Christ has given you. And then all of a sudden, great men want to come and raise you up. Great men want to come and serve you. Yes, yeah, so when we serve, then we'll be served. Amen. So it makes room at a coffee shop, right? You know, you could be getting a cup of coffee somewhere. And then somebody comes up to you and says, hey, how you doing today? And you can turn around and respond, I'm doing great today. Hey, I was just thinking about it. By the way, I have a gift for you, right? And hopefully they'll respond to that conversation over a cup of coffee or just a pass by, right? Or how about your family members? Right? Uh, who you go to see or you haven't seen and you want to go make a visit. You want to talk to somebody and say, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about you. I've got a gift I got that God's given me and I want to share it with you. And um, it's something that's very valuable and it will never lose its what? It will never lose its power. It will never lose its value. It's forever and ever and ever and ever. And I want you to have it. Boy, that sure opens the door, doesn't it? Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, you can be in the grocery store, you know, looking for them things that are on sale. And, you know, the five for ten, you know what I mean? And two for a dollar. And, and then there's somebody plundering around right where you are. And you can look over and say, hey, I got a gift for you. And it ain't an onion. <laughs> not a potato, right? It's the gift of grace, right? That I want to give to you today. You know, I want to share something with you. I've got a message for you, right? It's the gospel. Or I could be at a gas station, you know, getting that gas and I'm standing there kind of shivering a little bit, hurrying up, trying to get the gas in the tank. And it feels like I don't have much time, but you're there across the other side. Why can't I just reach around there with my head and says, hey, how you doing today? Oh, I have a gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord for the cameras. Got a gift for you today. Can't you just uh, come around here? Jesus Christ. See, it's not how much you say. It's a word, right? Uh, the one uh, man who had many servants and he was over them and he knew one of his friends were sick or one of his servants was sick and Jesus comes in the midst and he says to him, he says, can you come to my place? He says, I have someone that's sick. And Jesus says, where is he? He says, I'm, he's at the house. And the, and the, and the owner says, uh, the boss says, hey, he says, matter of fact, um, you don't have to come. He says, all you have to do is just what? Say the, word. Say the word. Say the word. That's a ministry. We don't have to have a lot of words. We don't have to have a lot of time. You know, we don't have to plan everything out where I can meet with you because no man knows the minute or the hour when Christ is coming. So that moment is precious. One word is precious. A man back here, he was listening to us share with another man. 
And we didn't know he was in the midst, but he was sitting off while we were sharing with one man and he heard the words coming from our mouth uh, to this man's ears, but it also went into his ears since he's here, he's here this evening. So we had a two for one. Praise the Lord, right? Amen. But that's what evangelism is. It's not what we went out to do. We were just walking. We were thinking about people. We had appointments that day that God gave us, but we didn't know who they were, but we knew that we could trust God if we asked him for what it is that he is seeking and wanting to save is the loss, then we are sure that God will fulfill that promise and bring us people. And then we have two, three uh, illustrations just in this last five classes, right? It's the Lord, right, that we make room for men who needs to hear a word. And we don't think about um, how they're going to receive us. We don't think about the rejection. We don't think about like, you know, every time I talk to somebody, it feels like they're not listening. We don't think about those things. We just offer it anyway. And it's up to them to do what? Receive, Receive or reject. Right? But they're never rejecting you. Always remember that. If I'm going to ever win people to Christ, I have to get past, past the point that they might not want to hear me. But what if they do want to hear me? And I don't share a message. And I don't put that gift before men. Then all of a sudden, the gift that I once received from God, then all of a sudden I find myself not sharing the good news with people. And that very gift will make me sad because I'm not utilizing it before men. Great men are waiting to hear something from you about Christ. You know, so I'm eager to give the gospel. It makes room for God. It makes room for us to share the gospel no matter where we go. No matter where we go, we've been given the gift of grace. Jesus Christ himself, we've been given. So now all of a sudden, it doesn't matter who we're going to see, where we're going to go, because it's about Christ. It's about his life. It's about what God's given us so that we can share with others. So now, there's a blessing on us that brings the gospel. Isn't that good? There's a blessing on us that brings the gospel. How many need to be blessed today? Amen. God, boy, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, boy. You see, when it's about the Father's business, uh, there's a blessing that it brings on us. And not only that, the gospel of peace, right, is uh, shed abroad in our hearts and, and on other men's lives. There's a peace that comes over them. So you now don't have to feel like you're out of place. But there is room for you to share it, right? So there's room for you to share it. And you don't have to feel like, okay, I'm out of place. I don't want to share, you know? You ever felt like that before? You go somewhere and you just feel like you're so out of place and you don't want to really share this message. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting thing because it happens to all of us. But we have to get past our feelings, right? And then we have to put on our spirituality, who we are in Christ, that that comes to life and it tells the, the flesh that, listen, you know, what I've been given is a greater gift than you can imagine that somebody needs the gospel of peace in their life. So you, so you, so you, so you now you, you, there's room for you to share. There's room for you to know that it's okay that you can talk to people. You know, sometimes people, when you think about it, 
they live in fear, right? They're thinking that there's no room for them. But if I am afraid to share the gift, then there won't be room for them because that's what they're thinking, right? There's no room for me with God because, you know, they're hiding, right? Um, they're ashamed of their condition and they're embarrassed about their sin, right? So they're going to cover up and they're going to uh, be afraid sometimes, but we who have the gift before men, we know how to let the guard down so that we can get in and share something that's great for them and give them a message, right? And see, a man's gift, it makes room for him. There is always a sense of peace, right? Always a sense of peace. There's always a sense of grace, right? And there's always a sense of caring with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Always. When we come before people, when we come before men, they should sense that, right? That there's something that we can always have to share and give to them that makes room for them, no matter who they are. So, now what's another way we can um, share our gifts, right? Sometimes giving material gifts and talents can be an opportunity. Isn't that good? I know, I know Pastor Jeff probably throughout the day he's giving gifts all day long down at the coffee shop. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's a gift. It's not how much, but it's something that says I love you. There's something that says I care about you. There's something that says, hey, I'm thinking about you. And that opens up opportunities, right? For example, Abigail gave to David, right? First Samuel 25, right? What was that for, Jerry? Because she wanted, she wanted, she um, she wanted to, to have a son. She wanted to be married, right? Yes, there, yeah, amen. So, so what do you do when you want to court a woman, <laughs> or you want to date a girl? When you gonna bring her? You gonna bring her? Start bringing her gifts. Amen. God, y'all ain't dating so long. Jeff took his wife out for her birthday. You know what I mean? There it is. She's a gift. And so he wanted to take her out and express through a material blessing the gifts that he's given, right? Of the love that he shared with her. Hey, how about the three wise men bought gifts to who? Jesus. Wow. Boy, that's amazing, isn't it? You know, Matthew 2, uh, verse 1. And 2 verse 11, they bought gifts to Jesus. Wow, the Son, the Son of God. That's awesome. That's, that was material. What was it? Frankincense, right? Marrow, you know, gold, silver. What, somebody may drop me off a couple of them before the night's over. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, that door's got to stay closed because it's loud out there. Can you lock that door? Lock that door and see where it's back there. Amen. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, yeah, so anyway, so this makes room, with gifts makes room for us to be able to, you know, open up the opportunity to share a message with people, you know? And that's what we have is Christ. That's the gift. And because we have that gift to share, let us not hold back on those things. Let us, uh, give, the, let us give that precious gift out, especially the holidays are coming. And now we want to be able to like share that with people because this is a good time when people are the most depressed, 
when people are going through a lot of heartaches, uh, people are sad, uh, people are lonely, and people are very fearful and hopeless right now. Hey, don't think about your own hope, right? Because your hope is in Christ. And because your hope is in Christ, you are secure. But there's people that don't have hope in nothing and they are lost. And we are seeking and saving uh, that which is lost, right? So now they're closing in Luke chapter 10, verse four. Jesus, uh, he's talking to his disciples and he says, just go out and preach the gospel. That's pretty simple, isn't it? What did he tell them to do? Just go out and preach the gospel. Just go out and tell somebody. Go out and, and make your gift known before men and, um, uh, and, bring, uh, and he'll bring before you great men, right? Uh, you ever try to get some place in your life and you just seem to never be able to get there unless somebody can show you where you need to go, right? And you find like uh, uh, God is just, if you just open the door for somebody I've got an opportunity that uh, I might be able to present to them. And then all of a sudden, God opens the door for you, right? Uh, it's higher than us, right? And that's what God is doing, not only with us, with men, right? Because God says, we are what? Great men. Yeah. And he's bringing us before men, no matter whether they're poor, rich, you know, naked, blind, deaf, whatever it might be. God, we are not despising what God is bringing before us because then he brings us before what? Great men, right? Who sees the fruit from your labor and appreciates the fact is, is that you've given out a message to people. So if they receive you and, and say, peace be unto this house, that's great. But if they don't receive you, do what? Shake the dust, Shake the dust off. off. Keep it moving. Hallelujah, slumber. You ain't got to turn around and make them just kind of hear. You know, if they don't want to hear the good news, shake the dust off your feet. Keep it on going because then the next house will open up. But don't take anything with you because uh, everything you need will be at that house, right? Praise the Lord. Yeah, uh, so we can uh, keep it moving. You know why? Because you have a ministry that makes room for you. Yeah, how about that? Uh, you have a ministry that makes room for you when you're about God's business, right? Uh, shared with people, then people will open up the doors for you to share that message. It makes room for you. Yeah, so that's why we don't hold back the message. That's why we share the message, you know? So I was thinking, this is an amazing that we all have been given a ministry before men, right? And when you are living in, the, living in a world full of broken people, you have a gift, right? You have a spirit, you have a heart, you have attitude, you have a mission, and it makes room for you. Amen.